The Branding Bay Podcast is a branding, business, and lifestyle podcast powered by the Life of a Tour Branding Company. I'm your host, marketing and brand strategist, Tara Sherman, and this is a platform where real women who are really putting in the work are discussing real topics. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Branding Bay Podcast. I want to introduce Miss Conquilla Essex. Hi. I'm so happy to be a part of the show. Thank you, and thank you, thank for, you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Um, and so before we dive in... Um, to this interview, Conquilla, I really, um, I always love to give my guests an opportunity to tell my listeners more about themselves, you know, who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, well, I'm Conquilla Essex. Um, I have a consulting firm here based out of Atlanta, but I work with clients all over, um, but my main focus is helping small business owners or aspiring business owners to start their business. So we kind of sit down and draft the plan um, if they need, you know, help with getting their business formed in their state. We do that through the Secretary of State. I help them get their EIN number. If they are already in existing business and they just need some tips on how to improve business or scout talent or different positions within that business, I can help them with that as well. Um, I also do professional writing, such as business plan writing, proposal, um, some grant writing, but that's primarily with nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much the gist of my business. I have an MBA, which kind of was the foundation of me starting a business because you know, sometimes when you graduate, it's hard to find a job in your field right mm-hmm. away. And so I was like, you know, I'm like, what can I do to put my degree in, in the works right now? And so I just started my own business. And the rest is been history. <laughs> yes, yes. So I want to piggyback off of something that you said before I dive into the questions that I have. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you said that the basis of you starting your business is because when you got your degree, um, you found it challenging to find a job. Um, and I just want to speak to, you know, I just want to speak to that aspect of it. Like how important um, in operating a business, like how important is a degree in starting a business? Or like what role do you feel like having a degree will play in an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur's um starting a business uh, I definitely feel like you know I'm big on education I feel like it's very valuable but I don't feel like it's necessarily a requirement to be a, a successful entrepreneur mm-hmm. but I do feel like in certain instances it can give you leverage or maybe a head start because say for instance if you go to school for business you're going to learn about budgeting and uh, marketing and all those good things that you know, if you didn't have that degree, then you would have to kind of self-teach yourself. And if you're not disciplined, it's hard to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I definitely feel like that degree can give you um, a strong foundation. And then if business gets tricky, 
I don't don't ever encourage a person to quit their business. But you can also probably find, like, a decent job on the side of your business to kind of fund and invest back into the business. So degrees definitely have their perks, but I don't feel like it's a requirement if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, And I just ask that because I do have a degree and I also found it, um, I found it challenging to find a job um, after college myself. And I did start a business part time while I was in college and I kind of just started because I was broke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, but it, I began to scale it and grow it after college and it was really based on the fact that it was just like I kept hearing oh you're overqualified or the jobs that I yeah. that I was getting um they were paying me like little to nothing and I'm like okay I did all this work I'm supposed to be this girl oh, boss what? right um but I know even with the I say I'm not even gonna say the times we in because that made me sound like a old person like back in my day but no like seriously we in this age or this day and age now where um you know the I don't even know if they are considered the generation after us but you know like the I'm 30 you know I just had a birthday me well I'm 31 <laughs> so yeah we the same bracket <laughs> yeah but you know like this this new up-and-coming age group I want to say maybe like 18 to 25 um they're in this space where they don't feel like they need degrees because of the debt. Um, and they want to start businesses because they don't want to work for anybody else. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. why I asked you, like, what your take on having a degree was. Because you get those kind of, I get those kind of listeners. And I get that question and I get those comments where they don't feel like you need a degree. So. And I wouldn't necessarily even, like, I talk to my clients about this all the time. I wouldn't necessarily look at it as debt. It's kind of an investment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, of course you have to pay it back, but you're investing in yourself. So, you know, I mean, it's just, I guess it's all about your perspective. It's definitely a perk, and it definitely just makes you feel like, excuse my French, a boss-ass bitch when you got you a degree on a wall like and you know you have children they can look at that and be like okay mommy didn't give up you know what I mean it's just it's levels to it yeah. so uh, you know <laughs> I mean I definitely agree um and I think that's a really great perspective that you put it into like instead of looking at it as debt like okay this is an investment that I made in myself um mm-hmm. and when you try to go to the next level you got to make those next level investments so that's a good point so I want to move into my first my first question so um, you get this degree congratulations by the way because <laughs> um, that's huge because I know what it takes to go through and get one so so you get this degree so you go through and you not only get a your bachelor's degree you go through and you get this master's degree you come out and you still find the job market challenging so can you kind of walk me through um the mental steps or even just the steps period that you took to starting this business like how did you decide that you wanted to get into consulting kind of just walk me through um really your story we're getting started okay so so I'm going to back up a little bit. My first, my undergrad is in psychology and human services. So 
um, you know, that's a that's a degree that um, how can I put it? It's not very lucrative, but I always had a theme for understanding the mind and how it works. So that's what made me get that degree. And once I got that degree, that was the biggest challenge of finding a good job. I mean, I could not find anything. I was literally working as a certified nursing assistant, which I had been since I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And I was still in that same income bracket post my undergrad degree. So I'm like, okay, I need to go back to school. Like, you know, what can I go back to school to do to, you know, advance myself? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I toyed with the master's in psychology, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm okay on psychology at this point. I feel like I, I'm good on that. So my homegirl was like, okay, well, why don't you go to business school with me? And I was like, mm, I'm, th- I'm kind of thinking about law. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I think you should come to school with me. Blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, you know, that, that's not bad. Now, mind you, prior to me going to get my master's in business, I had no type of um, interest in business, to be honest. I, I just didn't. And so when I got into the program and I started to learn about, like I said, budgeting, finance, marketing, accounting, business communication I really fell in love with it I was like wow like this is this is really a lucrative um program if I could find a good job and then not even only that it's helping me understand business it's millionaires out here that millionaires off multiple businesses generational wealth so I'm like okay I just fell in love with it so after I graduated again <laughs> I was looking for a job and it's not that it wasn't any jobs out there. They just wanted so much experience. And right. I had just been in school my whole life, really. I really didn't have much work experience. And so even though I had the degree, I didn't have the experience to back me. So I just kept running into a dead end. Like you said, I would go to certain places and they'll be like, you're overqualified or whatever. And I'm like, please just give me a chance. Like, I don't care about the money. I just need a job. But I guess the universe, it just wasn't meant for me. And so I started doing some research on what can I really do with my MBA? And I ran across, okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up again because I forgot, I skipped a step. So I ended up finding a job in my psychology field. It was um, child protective services, case management. So in that position, I did a lot of consulting where I talked to families and kind of, you know, identified the challenges they were having, which may have brought them to the agency of child protective services and a lot of like counseling and just a lot of conversation and me giving my knowledge on how they can make the situation better. So I love that part of the job, but I hated the actual work of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So... Once I let that job go, I knew that I still wanted to talk to people and, you know, use my skills to help their situation. But I didn't want it to be on a personal level because it was just too much for me. I took it home with me. I just didn't like it. So I started researching, like, how can I implement my MBA with still helping people? And I kept running across business advising, business psychology, consulting. So I just, I don't know, like... Like I'm, I'm big in a law of attraction. So, some way I just, I, I just took interest to the consulting part, and then I just read up on it, read up on it, and realized that it was something that I could do, something that I would enjoy doing. And once I started doing it, I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just, you know, I believe timing is everything. So even 
though I couldn't find a job and I was just kind of struggling and, you know, I couldn't really find my way, I just feel like it just wasn't time for me because when I, when I did discover it, it just kind of took off. It wasn't hard at all. It wasn't, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't have, I didn't have challenges in a startup phase, but it just flowed. That's good. That's real good. So, and I always like to hear those stories um, because it's just always amazing how, like, what's for us, it, it's kind of like we don't pick it, it picks us. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. And I try to tell, like, like the generation you were talking about, the millennials, which I feel like we're kind of still in the millennial range, yeah, too, I was gonna but say, it's I think like we the are. younger <laughs> it's like the 18 and 25 like you don't really have to chase things as hard as we, as we do mm-hmm. because what's for us is really for us like of course you want to prepare and do the work so you can be your best you but it's what's destined to happen is gonna happen you know what I mean so I definitely agree with that because even with like me growing up I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur so it's like I'm gonna grow up I'm gonna go to college and I'm on my own business I've I've said that since day one and Uh. it's funny because I bounced around and I talk about this in my book I bounced around from like um just like different hobbies that I like to do and I always say that like our childhood gives us clues to uh, like what it is that we're meant to do so it's like something that you it's like it's a clue in your childhood like something that you used to do you used to really enjoy you love doing um that you kind of just grow grew up and forgot about <laughs> so exactly um, that's real <laughs> and so i'm like but then as i got older because you know like reality i'm doing air quotes guys reality sets in or you know aka your family's telling you what you need to do or you know, you you starting to think like, oh, I can't make money from doing this or from doing that. So I need to find like a air quotes again, guys, real job. Um, and I, that's really what happened to me in my journey. It's like, okay, I need to go to college. So I switched my major so many times. I went from political science to um, education to global studies just like different things that I felt were would be pleasing to my family like if I came home and told them oh I'm gonna be a teacher oh I'm gonna be a nurse oh I'm gonna be a lawyer like Uh things that made sense to them um but you know I still ended up doing what I'm doing so (laughs) exactly and girl you doing it well so the universe definitely aligned it. That's what it do. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, so my next question is, so I really want to take some time for those of you who are listening to talk about um, some, to get some business planning insight from Concola because we're in this new year, you know, we are Q1. It's kind of like, I'm not going to say a, res- a reset button, but it's like a fresh start. So I feel like when we go into Q1, we should have evaluated um, our previous year and we should be clear on kind of what worked and what didn't work, what didn't work, sorry, what didn't work. (laughs) So um, moving forward, um, Conquilla, what challenges, like when you are speaking with your clients, what challenges are they facing when they are writing their business plans? Um, and then what are some tips that you are offering them to kind of get around these issues or work through these issues? 
girl, let me tell you. <laughs> so Give me the a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, my clients are not even writing their business plan. They are coming to me. And a lot of times they don't even know, okay, this, let me just say this. Business plans are very detailed. It doesn't have to be 30 pages, but then sometimes it can be just depending on how thorough the person is about their business. Like if they're passionate about it, they may get to spilling their ideas and what they want and how much money they have saved and whatever, whatever. It can get very lengthy. But a lot of times, more often than not, clients come to me with this idea that they want to start a business. Mm-hmm. And when we really sit down and start mapping down the outline, they don't have anything for me. So I'm like, honey, you, your business is, I hate to say it, it's almost destined to not succeed because how can you build a business that you haven't done any research on? You don't have even the slightest clue of your market, who you're trying to mm-hmm. address. It, it's just, that's the main thing. I feel like a lot of times people want to ride the business owner entrepreneur way because they feel like it's popular or everybody else is doing it, which is, is not the way to go. I, you know, you have to have some type of passion for what you're doing. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, um, I'm sorry, I was just rambling, so I kind of lost my train of thought, so mm-hmm. bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, they, like I said, they don't have the details. Um, the second part is what I hear a lot is I just have all these ideas and I don't know how to organize them. I need help mm-hmm. organizing them, which I can work with that, though, because at least you know, you're giving me something to jot down and then from that point we can separate it and organize it on how it needs to be. So I would say those are the two biggest challenges. The second one is not a big challenge at all, but the first one of individuals not knowing anything about their business but want to start it is like, that's the biggest challenge for me because then I have to sometimes research it for them. And, and just make the whole business plan. And I'm like, okay, well, now you have to go back and study this and read this because guess what? When you want to walk into a bank or your financial institution and ask for a business loan, which I do that as well, that's my day job, they're going to want to know, you know, their return, how you're going to make your loan payments or their return on investment. Like, what are you, what you going to tell them if you right. didn't write the plan? So, I would say that's the biggest um, challenge. That's good. And so, next thing, do you feel that, okay, because what I find with my clients, because I do brand consulting and marketing, um, what I find with my clients is that many of them don't have business plans. They just kind of jumped out there and ordered inventory and got a website and put up social media sites, right? And I I understand this concept of just do it, just get it done, just do what you can do. Um, what are your thoughts on launching a business without a business plan? Like, do you feel like a business plan is a necessity for success in business? Yes, I definitely do. I 100% do. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the long, you know what I mean? But you, I feel like as a business owner, you definitely need to sit down and jot down your plan for your business, the title of your name for your business, how you're going to set it up with your state. Are you going to be an LLC or an incorporation? 
Um, are you going to be a one woman or one man army? Or are you going to have, you know, employees? Are you going to accept cash or visa pay? Like, you know what I mean? It's just so many levels to owning a business that you can't just wing it. You mm-hmm. can, but you're going to waste so much time, so much unnecessary money because you're not properly planning your finances. You're not even really researching the market. You know what I mean? Like, when I say researching the market, I'm, I mean, your environment and your customers, is your product needed? Is it going to help? Or are you just marketing something that's not needed? And you know what I mean? To your to your market. So mm-hmm. it, it's just, I feel like business plans are 100% needed. It could be three pages or it can be 35 pages. Whatever works. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, I'm not going to say I kind of, I feel like, actually planning for success in your business is what sets businesses apart from one another right so you can see two businesses that are in the same market or that sell the same product but you can tell which one is actually strategically planning and which one is just kind of doing things on the fly um Mm -hmm. so to those people who (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to those people who are intimidated by business plans, what is like, like what are like three simple steps that they can take to getting started with drafting their own business plan? Because I know like a business plan can be intimidating, like especially if you Google it. It can be. So what would be like for someone at the most basic level? Like what are three things they could do to get started? writing a business plan? Um, they can go to their local store and grab the cutest notebook they can find <laughs> and just really start jotting down those ideas. Um, you know, that can be like their rough draft. And as you know, because thoughts, when, you, when you are creative, thoughts are popping in all mm-hmm. the time. So your notebook is probably going to get full, <clears throat> excuse me, full at some point. So just try to organize it. Like, okay, this section of my writing talks about my customers so I'm going to group all of this stuff together and then this section talks about my products and how much I'm going to charge so let me put this part together like (laughs) I feel like excuse me that's the most simplest way is to kind of just get a notebook and a pen um two you can download free templates which we'll talk about that on the flip side, me and you, because I know you do like branding. I'm, I actually want to start offering templates for my clients. Okay. That's the second route. Three, they have a whole bunch of cheap books on Amazon Prime, Barnes and Noble, Business Planner for Dummies. You know, like it's just a lot of different little cheap, easy ways you can do your your basic business plan. Now, if you want to get in depth and really start asking for funding and trying to leave the uh, actual building, then at that point you want to hire, you know, someone like myself or another reputable business plan writer to kind of help you, you know, have the right terminology and not ramble in the writing because working in the finance industry as well, I understand that loan officers and credit review officers, they don't, they're not going to read the whole plan, honestly. Right. So the parts that they're looking at, you want to make sure they're they're thorough so that 
you have a greater chance of being approved or your loan or line of credit or whatever it is you're trying to get. Okay, so when you talk about the parts that they're looking at, are there like, is there like a general understanding of which sections they're going to pay more attention to? And if so, which sections are those? Yes, so they're definitely going to look at um, your introduction and the type of business that you have because certain um, industries such as like the new CDD industry or gambling or um, cash check cashing companies, they're not going to fund those because they they look at those like a liability, even like jewelry businesses, you feel like if you want to open a jewelry store, like they look at, the, I don't know why I don't make the rules, I just know them because I work there. They look at those type of companies as a liability. So you definitely want to, you know, thoroughly explain what you want to do in your business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll know if you qualify. And then second is the finance part, the cash flow, the profit and loss. They're going to look at that um, because, Honestly, they want to see how much money you've made in the last at least two years. It's very important to file taxes on your business if you've been in business at least two years because if you don't, they're not going to look at you like a legitimate business. So they're not going to want to fund any money for you. So definitely the type of business you have in the finance section, I would say, are the most important when, when going to try to apply for funding. Cool. Cool. So, when, okay, let's talk about funding because I know so many businesses are self-funded, right? Um, mm-hmm. what, are, what is your take on securing funding from a financial institution? Um, do you think getting a business loan is a good route to go? Mm, I definitely do, and I expect of business, whether you are a startup or um, you're established or you're, you know, you just live, you're at the top of the charts and you just, your business is doing numbers. Either way, I feel like it's good to secure funding, definitely at the startup level because it allows you to get more inventory, um, you know, whatever it is that you need in your business. If you're starting a hair company, you can, you know, get your labels and branding together. You can get more hair or you can get your website. You know, it's a lot of things you can do at a startup level. Also, it's establishing business credit, which is just as important as um, personal credit. It's like if you have good credit, the size the limit on how much funding you can eventually get. If you're already an established business, you can just have the the funds for emergency funds for the, those months where your your business might just be slow and you just need, you know what I mean, right. some, some extra cash to kind of carry you over. You can just leave it in your savings account or have it like a line of credit and use it as you need it, but always pay it back on time. So I feel like it's a good thing as long as it's not being abused. If you struggle with personal credit, which a lot of us do, especially in our culture because we're not taught financial literacy at a young age. I mean, some of us are, but a lot of us aren't. So mm-hmm. if you know that, you know, you if you get 50000 you're probably going to get happy and go buy a G-Wagon when you really can't afford it, then be self-disciplined and don't, don't even bother. But if you know that your main concern is getting more money to invest back into your business, then by all means, I feel like getting business funding is very important. Cool, cool. 
that is some very good insight to have um so before we wrap up Conquilla, i just want um you to share with the listeners like where they can find you where they can get plugged into you like your website your social media handles um and like do if you have any events coming up you know now's the time to share them with us so we can get plugged into what you got going on Okay. Well, my website is thepennyqueen.com, and that's because, you know, I'm a writer, so it's the penny, P-E-N-N-I-N-G, queen.com. And on there, you can, you know, read about my business and what it is that I offer, as well as contact me. On Instagram, I have a personal, it's business as well, but it's more, it's personal too. Um, that's penny underscore queen. And then I have my official business page, which is Essex Consulting LLC. Um, I don't have any events planned as of now, but I am, I will be in the future. I plan on doing like some conferences and things of that nature, but they're not, you know, they're not established yet. But on social media and my website, I will be posting more events about it in the future. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I just want to thank you so much. You have, like, really dropped some gems on us. and um, No problem. And I'm I'm just excited to see, <laughs> like, I'm excited to share this information with my listeners, honestly, because we do get so caught up in, like, different hypes. You know, glitter, pinks, things that are cute, you know, things that appeal to us. And, um, you know, things that are popular and it's easy to skip what it takes to found a, what it takes to build a foundation in business. And so I just want to say thank you again for sharing this insight. No problem. Anytime. Thank you for having me and, you know, giving me this platform to give my knowledge to the girl bosses and guy bosses of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And so, guys, I am also going to make sure that I link all of Conquilla's information in the episode notes. Please make sure you get plugged into her, um, especially if I'm not even going to say if you're in the startup phase. If you are in a stage and you are looking to scale your business or you want to solidify the foundation of your business, please make sure you are getting plugged into her. Um, and also I want to thank you guys for continuing to tune in to the Brandon Bay podcast and continuing to support. I know most of you are already following me at Life and Couture, but I have created a separate platform for the Brandon Bay podcast. So please on Instagram, follow Branding Babe Podcast, and that is where you will get all the insight on the newest episodes, um, as well as some, um, informational posts and you know like some little funny things that we girl bosses can relate to so um until next time guys thanks again